Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost in Possession Football Podcast. Three mates, three different teams, three very different opinions. This week, we've got another debate for you, backed by popular demand. But this week, um, we, we keep things international, but the simple topic, it's been all over social media, calls a genuine amount of debate in various group chats. Is Southgate the one? And by the one, I mean the man to lead England to World Cup glory. Um, again, you know, we've had a struggling start to the Nations League. Some people are unhappy with the style of play. On the flip side, you know, there's arguments to say he's had a very successful tenure so far. Um, so we'll really get into the debate. Um, so, Jamie, we'll start with you. Give us your thoughts so far on, on kind of Southgate, where he's at and, and where you see us going with him. Um, going absolutely nowhere. Like, he, he isn't the one. Like, I know the song might say it, but he definitely isn't the one. Um, I, I very have, like, with this World Cup, to be honest... I haven't got that high hopes looking at sort of the way the draw should go. It sort of looks like we'll be up against quite, a, we'll be on the tough side of the draw. If you're looking at it, I think we could play like France, Brazil, someone like like either them two teams just to get to the semis. So it's kind of looks, does look like a strong side of the draw, unless we come second like we did in the 2018 World Cup, then it could, you know, ease up a bit. But, my problem with it is I think he's so negative. Like, you've got to look at look at our Euros group. <clears throat> what was it? Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. We should be beating all three of them teams and be comfortable. We scored one against Croatia, which is the hardest game in that group. 1-0, okay, nerves, you can say that. The Scotland game... Like, we were in the pub and we had the smallest screen to watch ever, I remember. God, I'm glad I didn't actually watch that game because I watched it back and it was so dull. Like, the pints were better than the football, like, with hands down. Um, then you had the Czech Republic game. Once again, nothing... It does nothing that actually excites you. And if you look at our attacking options, we have some very exciting players. I understand that you sort of have to have some system, but I I just don't see I think he I think out of if you go with the sort of the argument for him is he's obviously got a semi-final and a final in two competitions, which like at that, if you just look at it face off like that, it's a very good record. Out of any of them games, who's been a tough opponent? Probably Germany, and that's it. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say Germany. Obviously, it's the Germany the game as well. The Italy final, but if you look at <laughs> Italy, have sort of proven they're not they're not like a great Italian side, are they? Like we we were at home, like it does sort of add to the factor. I generally believe if we had a better manager, we would have won the Euros. We would have also got to the final in the World Cup because we were playing such an ageing Croatia side who had to play two games in a row of extra time, then played us in extra time and beat us. With their age, you're just like, no, I actually think Southgate could actually be seen as the reason why we've not won silverware. He's cost us. Like, look at the sort of... You're playing two defensive midfielders and five at the back. Like... 
who honestly really does that? Anyone? <laughs> Not sure. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think there's really anyone. It's a fair point. It's a fair point on the five and two. Reese. Go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, no. Go on. Like, if you can't think of one, I just don't see one. Yeah. I can't think of one of the big teams, to my knowledge, that does a five at the back and two CDMs. Um, I'm not sure. Reese, where do you stand on this? Do you agree with Jamie? Do you disagree? Um, it's a good point. Like, I, when he was appointed in 2016, I thought it was a smart appointment um, because I think England needed a coach, not necessarily a manager, you know, those ones that are used to old school football where they control everything. Um, they needed a coach to help with this new era of football where it's going. I mean, I thought it was a smart appointment. He'd been there with, you know, the younger teams and all that. So I thought, okay, it will work. Did I think he'd be successful as in win something? No, no, I didn't. Because he's, you know, his record domestically is is quite, as far as I'm concerned, appalling, you know, other than beating Man City 8-1. Um, the players he signed, I, I find it hard to believe that there was a successful player that he actually nurtured while at Middlesbrough. So I found that very hard to very hard to sort of digest, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I thought he was a smart appointment for this. Um, if you remember correctly, I thought England would get to the semis of the 2018 World Cup. Um, and I thought they would do okay last time. And I think we'll struggle this time at the World Cup. Um, and I think a lot of that is because he is tactically inept. And I think a lot of the players he's got are good. Um, but I don't think, I mean, not sure how many of them are serial winners. I don't see leaders, I think, is one thing that, that he's a big issue, other than Henderson and maybe Maguire. I don't really see leaders that he can help drive him out of the team. So, I don't know. I think I think he gave a lot of, a lot of England fans put pressure on him. Just because he made one semi-final, you shouldn't really be putting pressure on him like that. You know, and... I think this is what's going to be his downfall. It's it's hard to say. I think he's done all right, you know, 73 games, 46 wins, 11 defeats. You know, it's impressive and it's much better than what what they were used to. You know, you think about how poor it was under Hodgson, you know, with Kane taking, what was it, corner kicks, free kicks. He's, he's improved the team, but there's he hasn't got the players that are going to help deliver him success either, in my opinion. I, I think... You can only beat what's in front of you, but I've always made it clear that the teams he's been beating are teams they should be beating. Germany in the Euros were a very poor side, a team that was fading out to bring in a new era. And look what happened. We play them, we draw. We play Italy at the weekend, a very weakened Italy side, number to a draw. Lose to Hungary, regardless of what you think of the decision, still not good enough. They can give all the excuses they want. They should be winning these games comfortably or hung against Hungary comfortably at least. Just show what they're doing. And I just, I don't know, I just don't think it's going to work. And I think the teams in the group are going to get, in the World Cup, are going to get a really tough game. Okay. I mean, I, I, I slightly disagree with a few bits that have been said on, on both sides there. I think the Nations League, obviously, we, we, you know, we had the debate last week. Yes, we want to take it seriously. But I do think, you know, we've got to, we've got to take the Nations League results so far with a bit of a pinch of salt. You know, it has been at the end of a long season. The players haven't had an international, uh, sorry, haven't had a, a summer break yet. You know, they are naturally the games, the, the quality, the intensity, 
of these Nations League games naturally is going to be a bit lower. Um, maybe if it's a World Cup, I, th- I do think motivation and energy and all the rest of it and, and planning would have been much different. So I think I, I think those results so far probably should be taken with a pinch of salt. Um, and obviously, look, you know, if we go and beat Hungary on Tuesday, you know, we, we could then, I think, depending on the other result, we could then be joint top of the group or something like that. So all of a sudden, the the sort of narrative on, on Nations League anyway will, will change. Um, I Yeah, in terms of numbers, Reese, you touched on the, the, the ratio. I think it comes out as a 66% win rate so far, which isn't bad. That's kind of up there with most managers at kind of big, big clubs like, you know, City or whatever you'd, you'd expect to win. It's those kind of percentages you see. Um, 176 goals scored, 56 conceded. Again, numbers-wise, you look at that and go, yeah, pretty solid. Um, obviously, there's been a bit of criticism that we're, too, we're, we're not so attacking, which, to be honest, Jamie, I, I, I do agree with your point on that. I do agree, you know, we could be a little bit more open, you know, a little bit more attacking. And I think maybe that's the frustrations of a lot of fans in recent times. They want to go and see us slap hungry um, and be a bit more expansive. But as I've been saying, I've said it to a few people this week, you've got to look on the flip side. The flip side is we went to the world, we went to the Euros. We only conceded in the entire tournament two goals. Like, yes, when we, we could attack more, but being defensively solid is a very, very good base to build on in tournament football. You know, going back to Chelsea winning the Champions League last year, we only conceded five goals, I believe, in the entire competition. Like, it's such a good base to build on defensively and, and be hard to beat you know, don't concede many goals. So I think you can flip it, attack versus defence on that side. Maybe, yes, that comes with a five at the back and two CDMs. But being a difficult team to break down, difficult to beat, especially when you're coming up against Germany, Italy, etc. I don't think, for me, is the worst thing ever. Um, and again, oh, there's another, another flip side to both your arguments to say, you know, we, we, yes, we should have got to the World Cup final, absolutely 100%. But he's taken us from a semi, you know, in the World Cup. We've then gone on to the Euros, got to the final, a few penalty kicks away. We are progressing as a team. We are getting better as a team. And I personally think he deserves his final chance in the World Cup this year. Um, and if we don't win it, he should step aside, in my opinion. Um, I don't know where you guys stand on that, whether you'd, I know, Jamie, I guess you were slightly more sort of against him. Would you replace him before the World Cup or after? And I guess if so, who would you replace him with? No, while while he's now there, it's too close to the World Cup to do it. Like, like I know I criticise him. I don't think he's the man to win us a tournament. He just isn't. But it's what it'd be stupid to sack him. It'd be like a Tottenham move where they sack their manager a week before a cup final. Like it's just not it's just not a good option. In terms in terms I just want to say with Southgate and sort of you're saying with the goals and stuff, you do have to remember we sometimes do play teams like we had Panama who we can score six again against sort of like yeah, them yeah. goal them goals do rack up and it's not that difficult possibly to get to certain numbers like that. Yeah that's fair. Um but with the whole sort of Southgate, I think, yeah, you've got to give him the World Cup at least. But I think it depends how he does perform in this World Cup, whether he keeps his job or not. Well, yeah, that's 
I don't know, actually. I don't know what the FA think sometimes, <laughs> to be honest. But in my sort of opinion, I think it depends how he performs. Because if he goes and wins the group and doesn't look convincing like we did in the Euros, he's on very thin ice, I think, from there. And then let's say, I think it works out, we play France in the knockouts if favourites top the group and stuff and then goes and loses sort of like let's say a 2-3-1 he'd have to go because it's sort of like that's the big time and you've just not performed and with how you're not going to get as favourable draws as you have in the World Cup last time and arguably the Euros as well when you go 1-0 up after two minutes and then don't have another shot I think for the for another 80, which sort of sums up his style of play. Just on that point, Jamie, sorry to cut you off. The, the point around uh, the big teams, obviously the World Cup, yes, if we were to win it, we'd have to go through a very difficult route, right? But the teams we're talking about, the big teams that we're talking about are Germany, who, you know, in the Nations League recently, also haven't got a win in three games, have also looked weak. Italy, again, they only... Their only win is scraping past Hungary 2-1. They weren't that dominant. Uh, France, who have France have lost in the Nations League one game, drawn the other two. And I've just seen they're, they're 1-0 down tonight to Croatia at home in the first five minutes. So France, I'd consider favourites, but they're not performing at the minute either. No, France aren't, aren't. And to be honest, they had a very poor Euros as well. Like, I'm not saying that, but it could be what you just sort of said as an excuse for England could be the same for France where what like they're sort of after a long season and stuff like that I think with the World Cup it you you big yourself up more and you do you do so I'm not really fussed about the Nations League performances I think it's poor don't get me wrong with the sort of the hungry loss um but you also think with the Italy game we had a week inside they had a week inside but that's kind of I'm not really fussed. I think now's the time to actually try stuff out and see. Maybe it does work. Maybe it doesn't. Give a few people some minutes. Although I'd, I'd scrap it entirely and just let them have their <laughs> summer break. Um, for a manager, though, to actually come in after Southgate, I think it would just... it would. The problem is it'd have to be a different brand of football to Southgate. Um. I would honestly would like a serial winner, but I can't think of many that would be realistic. But yeah, he like, had Capello and Svengor and Ericsson, they're serial winners, and they didn't achieve anything. Granted, yeah, uh, different era, different era, I suppose, with a lot of divide within the camp. But I just, yeah. I, just I don't know, it's hard to say because I'd, I'd say like Didier Deschamps, for example, is, is a serial winner domestically as a manager and he's doing it and uh, Hansi Flick at Germany, I suppose. So, so yeah, there is, there is that option, but yeah, who's available. There is. Yeah. So serial winners, who's available. <coughs> and very little. An English serial winner as a manager. I know you can go foreign if you like, but I would argue that sometimes for your international side, having someone who's from the country makes things a little bit easier. Um, I think it does. If there's, not a language barrier. I think that would cause more of an issue, really, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. But to be honest, if I, to be fair, my option here for the next one is English. I don't know how realistic it is because he is under sort of quite a long contract, is Potter at Brighton. 
I think he plays very good football. And well, what we always say about Brighton is what do they need? A goal scoring striker. And we do have one of those in Kane. So maybe it could actually work with that. Now, I don't know how realistic it is. Brighton fans obviously won't (laughs) like me saying it, but he would be someone I'd look at because he might not be the serial winner, but I just don't think there's any out there. The the only actual person who I think would do it is Jose Mourinho, funnily enough. He's someone that could could come and do it. He, He may not play the best attractive football, but he's got the track records to go with it. That's sort of what I think Southgate also lacks in some games. Some games, Jose Mourinho will park the bus and hit on the break. But I don't see Southgate. Southgate does that against Scotland at home, <laughs> playing seven defensive like players. So yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Potter if that would be my next choice. Reese, I'm going to give you two names here. One, both are quite a bit left field actually, but I think I think I'll give you my reasons why. If I was to appoint an England manager, I think, I know I said about, you know, sometimes it works if they're from the same country, but yeah, you're right. It's not always the case. Um, I think Carlo Ancelotti would be be an option. The reason why is because I think Real Madrid have a habit of sacking anybody. You know, he could, he could end world hunger, you know, knock Barcelona off the map and dominate every year. They'd still find a reason to sack him. Ancelotti's they have, very, haven't they? They have this year. Like they've not been happy with him this year, exactly. and he goes and wins the league and the Champions League. So yeah, it's a they, fair point. If he didn't win the Champions League, he'd have been out, and that says it all. Yeah. So, I think he's very good at maximising the potential at massive clubs. England would be classed as massive in terms of the size, um, maximising the potential of what he's got there. He didn't work at Everton because I think Everton, Napoli, there's a lot of mess there, and also there's a lot of bang average players. He'd be working with a lot better players, so I think that would work in his favour a little bit more. My other choice is, depends how he does this season, but I think Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest. He's worked, he made his name working with the England, I think he won the World Cup with the England under-17s. I think it was him. Do correct me if I'm wrong. Um, He's able to maximise the potential of young English players. He did the exact same thing at Nottingham Forest. Bottom of the table, didn't change anything. You know, all them players excelled. It's absolutely extraordinary. You know, that he maximised that potential. And I think he would do that as an England coach. He would know a lot of those players, know them very well. And I think he would really take them up a notch. Um, but it depends how he does at Nottingham Forest this season, uh, in the coming season, I think. I think that's a fair point, to be fair, because it's it would it makes sort of sense with the FA doing what they did with Southgate going, oh, he managed the younger groups, now's the senior. So, yeah, he was the under-17s winner for it. Um, so, yeah, it's a fair point. I, I can't say personally I know that much about him, so I'm not going <laughs> to say that's a bad option or a good option because I don't actually know. To be honest, on. I mean, all, all of those all of those choices I really like. Um, just a quick point about kind of, a few bits we didn't actually mention on Southgate and I guess kind of managerial traits that that we'd want in the next manager. He has kind of brought together more so, you know, maybe at the World Cup and Euros. He has brought together the nation in terms of the personality that the players 
how they've interacted with each other is so different from, you know, times gone by with the so-called golden generation. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, I think it was like, this is the first final we've been to in 30 plus years. I think it was when we got to the Euros final. So that in itself, you can see the difference he's made. So I think whoever the next manager is that comes in will need to have that ability. You know, Jose Mourinho has obviously got it, got it perfectly, that ability to control the media a little bit, get players kind of speaking the same, singing from the same hymn sheet, as it were, um, and making sure they're all, you know, all on the same page. There's no dramas. Um, and obviously be able to deal with big personalities. I, for me, the ones I kind of earmarked were, well, two, two you've mentioned. Potter, I, I like. Graham Potter, done a brilliant job at Brighton. Got, got them playing, as we all know, an attractive brand of football. And their XG is one of the best in the league. And that's what, you know, everyone's criticising Southgate for, for not being attacking enough. Potentially Graham Potter's star will, will lend well to that and, and we'll, be, you know, we'll be creating chances that we can finish for a change. Um, Mourinho, I mean, I'd absolutely love it. I'd absolutely love Mourinho to be the England manager. He, he's so, he's so like, I don't know what the word, he, he's so polarising in the media. Everyone in England secretly deep down kind of loves him, I think. Even if you hate him, you love him because he's just, he's just funny. He's just entertaining. And of course, more importantly, he is a serial winner. You know, he was tailing off a bit in his career. He's proven what he can do at Roma. I personally think he'd be a great fit for England. And I, I genuinely believe we, we could have success with him. Um, I, again, <laughs> I feel like I'm agreeing with everything you said, but I do like the Steve Cooper route as well. It fits in perfectly, as Jamie said, with the, the going down the youth set up. Um, the only one you guys haven't said, and it's a bit rogue, but Zidane. I say that because one, it's it could actually happen because he's not he's out of work at the minute. But a guy like that, anyone who's got the balls in a World Cup final to headbutt someone and Penenka penalty, you can't. <laughs> he'll walk in the dressing room and command respect from day one. I don't know if that's a role model to look up to, <laughs> someone headbutting in a final. But yeah, I'm sure the players won't follow in his footsteps by doing that. But you get the point. He's a serial winner. You'd respect him for a minute while walking in the dressing room. And ultimately, he's been very successful so far in his managerial career. So I think that's a bit of a left field one um, that could, could potentially work. But may, maybe it's unlikely. I don't know. I think that one is... I think out of the ones we've mentioned, I think that's the most unrealistic. Yeah. Just I think he's well, for nothing else. Yeah. He's got apart from that, apart from he hasn't got a, the job a job, I think he's got absolutely no ties to England, if that makes sense. No, no, it wouldn't. So yeah. to come out just to come and straight go, I'm England manager, I think yeah. just doesn't do it. I don't see it ever happening. Obviously, I, mean, I know we're yeah. Fabio Capello didn't know, did he? You know, if you think of the teams he managed. But I feel like we've kind of, they're kind of learning from that, if that makes sense. So that's where, yeah. like, where you sort of said the Steve Cooper route, that one makes sense due to the fact he's managed the younger group. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's sort of, I think it has to be someone that the FA actually know properly about. What about David Moyes? Do you think he would ever go for it? As a Scotsman, I know that's unlikely, but do you think... Like, I'm surprised he's never actually gone for the national job himself in Scotland. It might be just... Yeah, I don't... 
I think no. I think potentially he can be really hit and miss though. That's the problem, I think. So I don't mate, you're probably right with the Scottish thing where he wouldn't actually go for the England job. I think he enjoys it too much to be like a club manager rather than wait around for most of the year for the internationals. Um, if we're going like proper left field, I know he sort of said Zidane, and this would not be my my choice, but Pep is looking for an international career, I think, at some point. It might not be now. Like I'm hoping it's not now. I'm hoping it's too far. I hope it's never in Staines City. But you also got to think, we are signing quite a few English players, so they're going to know him and stuff. Well, like, quite with That's why. I was... <laughs> Got a quota to make, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got a quota. <laughs> got a quota. <laughs> he, has, he has broadened his horizons actually quite well with that. I think that'd be interesting. I, I Yeah, the two I was going to throw out there is just Rogue One was were, were, were Klopp and Pep. <laughs> just like, imagine the scenes. I, I think I think everyone Klopp would love would it. He'd do Germany, though. He'd, do, he'd be the Germany. Like, if he's he going would. to go that direction, he's yeah, not yeah, going to go England. Yeah. Whereas Pep, I don't think really would... Wouldn't wouldn't mind doing another different country. He's already been linked with the Brazil job, which is something. Obviously, he's Spanish, so Spain's another one. But the yeah. fact is, he's sort of. I know it's the, you got obviously reset the quota, but <laughs> it, it's still something that sort of he is buying. He's obviously got. He tried to sign Kane, didn't get. I think we. And then we're linked with like Phillips, as well. So it's kind of like we would have like a good strong base at City that's already been under him. I've got another couple of suggestions actually. Um, first of all, would Wenger do it? Well, he's he's done has, now. he has just come back from retirement and he won has. a trophy. Spurs, <laughs> Spurs are still trying to win one. He's retired, <laughs> put his feet up, come back and won one. Spurs fans obviously I think got a lot of memes this morning about that. <laughs> He would, I reckon he would go for it if the right offer came along, even if it was just for a year or two. Uh, do, I think it would suit him, to be honest. It would be his sort yeah, of thing, to be honest. I think at the, to do, yeah, to be as a coach. And also, I think due to sort of obviously his age, he, it's so long doing a whole full season, which is why sort of like it's a slight argument against Pep because I think Pep would go mad just waiting around yeah, yeah <laughs> he yeah. wants to be proper involved i think at the now sort of wenger's age an international team is probably good for him and being in england for so long at arsenal he has technically the ties to england so yeah I, that's not a, that's not a bad idea considering he's also out of the job but i don't know is he not a part of something to do with fifa yeah that's why i thought it'd be a conflict of interest but i yeah. reckon it was something he would leave his role for yeah, 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 yeah. He'd have to just. All he'd have to do is just That would be it. So I yeah. think that could could actually happen if if he ever got asked. But... All right, I've got I've got another two names, and this is one I think who would be realistic depending on how the next season goes. And I think one would have it more or earlier than the other. Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard. Yes, he's saying Frank yeah. Lampard would likely get it before Gerrard because I think Gerrard yeah. will want Liverpool first. He would yeah. want Liverpool. I, I, I do believe that. I see that again five years down the line. I'd, I'd be happy again with both. <gasps> um, you know, Lampard's always got that. Well, obviously he's English, and 
he's always good at bringing you through. through and I it think would he'd, suit Lampard. He'd relish that role. Um, same with Gerrard, to be honest. I think he'd do a good job. There's a lot of so, names here. There's a lot of names. My my sort of problem with them too, to be honest, I, obviously I, I was never in the sort of camp or anything. Who was the one causing problems? Do they still have that chip on the shoulder of when they were playing is the problem. If there was sort of like the dressing room didn't get on, is that gonna is that still going to be slightly their vibe? Like, um, say, Gerard, for example, I... I don't like United. I'm not going to pick United players, or am I going to? I'm going to disadvantage them in some sort of way. Maybe he won't do that, but yeah. if you're having that bitter rivalry while you're playing, I don't think that rivalry goes away. There's still something in your mind with it. Yeah, I don't personally. I don't think. I don't think Lampard would ever do that. I don't. He's proven out throughout his career, both as a player and a manager. He's he's a professional, so I don't I don't personally think that would that would cloud any judgment. Both are professional, but both both were professionals and they went to England, yeah. and they've all they've all admitted afterwards we didn't get along due to club rivalries. Times have changed, I suppose. Though yeah. they would see it differently because they wouldn't have that attachment anymore. They would but, go in there knowing they're the coach, and I don't think they'd be like. Oh, sorry, you know, Pitford, I'm not picking you because you play for Edison. I know it's a bit, I know it's it's a bit dramatic. No other choice. But... but I don't know if it's sort of like they've had, they've caused the sort of, I know, I can't think of the word, sort of bad sort of vibes, I guess, is a word. I don't, I wanted a better word. I couldn't think of one. And then you've got, it sort of brings, it brings up old memories and then you, Go back to your old ways. That's the only thing I can sort of think of. I can imagine. Uh, I do, I do see one of the two, one of the two getting the job. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I do see that down the line. Yeah, I think I think Lampard, like Jordan's right, would be more flexible than Gerard. I think Gerard would be a little bit more strict in his ways about the way to go about things. But I think as well, they would pick players regardless of the club. I mean, yeah, the goalkeeper plays for Everton, so he's got. Other than that, he's got real no choice, but he's not exactly, he doesn't exactly need to pick Everton players, does he? <laughs> no, no, well, they are. to be fair, I meant, well, actually, at the moment, they're useless and all Man United. That's what I meant more. Yeah, then, so he wouldn't but, exactly be that bothered, I suppose, would he? But, no, at, at the moment, yeah. it's perfect. Get him in, it's fine. <laughs> there wouldn't be any bias needed. No, I think, I think they would be very reasonable shouts, what they are, but I don't know. I mean, Maybe I suppose maybe they'll appoint one of Southgate's co- Southgate's coaching team, which I think we should have, we could actually address there. Does he need to bring in someone who can guide him a little bit during the World Cup? I think he's got a good good support staff. I mean, admittedly, I don't know the whole backroom team. I'll be honest, but you know, I, I don't think there's anyone in particular who is such a good sort of technical or what would you call them? I guess second assistant manager. Assistant manager, yeah. So. There's no one that screams to my mind as an obvious replacement or choice for that. I don't know if you have anyone in mind, but I, th- I think oh, I wouldn't. No, I think the coaching staff's fine. It's just like Steve Hollands is assistant, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, think Steve Hollands had a got history, at, you know, us as well. Doing, he's had a lot yeah. of success at Chelsea. So maybe he just needs to bring someone in to help change the mentality a little bit. I suppose maybe someone who. Might be a little bit tactically better. Um, it's hard to say because you can't exactly say to Potter, "Do you want to be an assistant during the World Cup?" Because one, he's not. If he has to sacrifice his role at Brighton, he's not going to go for it. 
No. But something like that could be a good good step or a good way of helping to learn. You know, this is where I think you could probably get in an experienced coach just to see if they could be an advisor. Ralph Ranyuk, for example. But, um, no, don't. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. It, that might be just what it is. It might just be maybe a new addition to the coaching team that can help get him over the line. Um, but yeah, it's quite a strange one. It's a, it's a good and bad thing for England, I think. They got they can work out what they want to do, but also they don't need to be under pressure much to make change because if, if England fans honestly think that they should be winning these tournaments, they, they come on, like <laughs> Got to win something eventually. If you have won to. the Euros. Yeah, yeah they think, done, this is the thing. This is the thing. For everyone, for, for everything that everyone said about Southgate bad, the reality is we were a couple of kicks away from winning the Euros. First, first trophy in 66 years. So when you, when, you, when you put it like that, personally, I do think a little bit, people are a little bit quick to criticise because it's the national team and people are a little bit quick to overreact. Yeah, they're being very unfair. Being one game away. Unfair. One game away from the World Cup final, a couple of penalty kicks away and a coin flip away from winning the Euros. Yeah, that's not bad. Are, I think it's it's putting unrealistic expectations on. I think I think it's just you know if we go out of the group stage of the World mm. Cup, yeah, disappointing from where they've been, but probably still better than most of the teams that they've had over the years. So, well, so you're saying yeah, it's unrealistic to win a trophy for England? Well, I don't think they're going to win it anyway. But like to be expecting that they're going to win when they've not won anything since '66, like come on, you just need to accept yeah. that there are better countries than us. That there are many, many better than us. Even now, I would say, even teams I don't like think there are that, I don't think there are that many, though. I don't see there being that many that's, who yeah, are on the continent. There are some, there are some. I'm not yeah. saying we'd, I think, I think that's where we'd lose. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, we're, I don't think we're far off any of the teams in the world whatsoever. I think France probably have the deepest squad, but as we've seen in recent times, you know, they're still pretty useless and not, not useless, but. You know, in the Nations League, as an example, so far, they've been absolutely awful. We're so, at the best possible position in the sense that most of the major countries are in transition periods. Germany, Italy, France, for example. And if they don't take advantage of it now, it's just going to become impossible in four years' time, six, wherever. This is their best chance to do it. It's, I know that's a lot of pressure to put on someone, but when everyone else around you is trying to get back to where they were and they're better than... You know, they've improved considerably. You know, it's a problem if they don't take advantage of that. Yeah. All right. And, and just as I guess as a little quick conclusion, we'll go through each of us. What does Southgate need to do to keep his job beyond this World Cup? Jamie, start with you. That's a tough one. Um, I think he's got to beat one of the big sides at least. If we play France, go and beat them, have a decent group. Sort of, I think we should be winning three out of the three of the group stages with at least one comfortable win. And that should actually, yeah, one comfortable win that's against probably Iran. And then go and beat in a big side and then narrowly lose into another big side. Okay. Reese? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think it'll be the manner of the performances that will do it. I think he's going to walk away regardless. Um, even if he wins it, I think he would walk away because you're better off ending it on a high. I think, no, he, I think this will be his last one. But I, 
it's hard to say. I mean, even if they get to a semi-final and lose, I can see sort of saying that we've tried. It's, you know, we're just not going to get over the line. It is harder and it's horrible because he's probably going to have to win it to prove everybody wrong or get to a World Cup final, which they haven't done to at least say, and I think that's a horrible position to be in because I think that's so unfair. Yeah. But I don't see him being there regardless. I agree with that. I was going to say he has to win it. Um, And although that's ridiculously harsh on him, I think for me, if he wins it, it's undeniable. It'll go down as the greatest ever because purely because it's a World Cup for England. But if if he doesn't win it, I think not, not because I, you know, I've made my opinions clear, not because he's bad, but... I think for me, having one chance at the World Cup, chance at the Euros, and another chance at the second World Cup, for me, I think if you've, you know, you've had three good attempts, you've had a good, what would it be, you know, six years in charge. I think for me, at that point, it's probably fair for him to just step aside and say, look, I've done my best, I've improved the squad, I've tried, but can't do the job, and maybe just give someone else a go. Um, I think that's probably probably fair. Well, it sounds harsh that he's got to win the World Cup to keep his job. That's just ridiculous. But, yeah. yeah who are we? Perez? Fiorentina yeah. Perez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, but yeah. it is, unfortunately, it is the nature of the beast for him. You know, the England national team has an era, doesn't it? You yeah. can only get a certain amount of it before you have to change it all over again. And, and yeah. this is like, is his one. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another edition uh, as always, let us know your thoughts. It's, it's caused a lot of controversy this week. People are genuinely, genuinely torn between sticking with Southgate and, and maybe letting him go. Um, as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. <laughs>